For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, everybody? It's Bo here with another Bad Batch TV Talk. All right, now I gave you a heads up last week that, of course, I was in the midst of some crazy traveling, and so this episode was going to be late. And honestly, this episode ends up being way later than I anticipated because, eh, it's not that interesting of an episode to talk about. I mean, let's just be real. Like, this was kind of... I mean, a great throwback, don't get me wrong, to, you know, The Phantom Menace and pod racing, even though this wasn't pod racing, but it was basically pod racing. You know, we get a little bit of a focus on tech, uh, a little bit of backstory on Sid, and that was kind of it. I mean, beyond that, there wasn't a whole lot going on here. This episode felt extremely filler, and while we did kind of get the opportunity to explore some of these characters, specifically tech and Sid, in ways that perhaps we haven't already... It did have me the entire time while I was watching it just wondering, do I care? Do I really care to get to know Tech? Do I really care to get to know Sid? And for that matter, do I really care to get to know any of the Bad Batch? I mean, Wrecker's funny, which is great. Tech is the smart one, which is fine. Hunter is kind of the leader and thus kind of meant to be our main character. He's certainly the one that's most close with Omega, who I do care about for a number of different reasons, not the least of which is, you know, she's Boba Fett's sister. That's got to mean something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she, she's a, she's a pure, you know, quote unquote, pure clone in the sense that she doesn't have the rapid aging. She is essentially the same as Boba Fett, just a younger version of him uh, and also female. So I'm very curious to learn, you know, more about her and see her journey. I'm also curious as the Bad Batch as a whole, you know, in terms of like where they interact with the rest of the universe, like they are a vehicle in my mind to explore what's going on in the rest of the universe, but I don't care about them as characters. And I don't think I realized I don't care about them as characters with the exception of Omega and also to an extent Echo, since he's got the Clone Wars ties, Clone Wars, the series, I realize they're all clones, but I mean, like we've spent time with Echo, with his division and, and like we know him from early, early days of the Clone Wars and what, what happened to him and his brothers along the way. So, you know, I, I feel a little bit more invested in Echo as a character and I care more about Omega as a character, but all the rest really just exist as a unit to explore this universe. Crosshair, I, I do care about Crosshair because he's got such an interesting story and he's in such a unique position. So like, you know, Crosshair probably feel a little bit more emotionally connected to him or, or care a little bit more about his personal journey because of what that represents for kind of all the clones from, you know, that, that stayed behind with the Empire. At least all the clones from the Clone Wars that stayed behind with the Empire. So yeah, so anyway, all that's to say, the thing that I have found the most interesting about this series is the way in which it explores the Star Wars universe during this transition of power. It is awesome, and it's really exciting to see. My hope is that we're going to see the Bad Batch engaging with the Rebellion as it's starting to find its footing. Now, in Andor, we're seeing in that show 
really where the 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 rebel or rather the rebellion starts to coalesce and this i believe is pre andor by a couple of years so from that standpoint we're seeing something different we're essentially seeing the the birth of a resistance that will ultimately become a rebellion especially with all these kind of rebel cells that are going to be planted and and get ready to be planted around the universe we see that they talk about wanting to do more and i want to see them do more and that's going to be fun when when that happens but for this episode it was really just filler so unfortunately i don't really have a lot to talk about here Always fun to see the underbelly of the, of the Star Wars universe with kind of some of these more nefarious characters. We also get to see some fun looking aliens, which is always a blast. I half expected Ben Quadranero to pop up as one of these, uh, you know, what you know, knockoff pod race, you know, pilots. I, I thought that would have been interesting. I think we saw a couple of, uh, you know, protocol droids driving these things for some strange reason. I don't know. Not my favorite episode, to suffice to say. But my realization about how I felt about these characters and really just this episode as a whole really started kind of getting me questioning, is this a series that we should even follow on TV talk? I mean, at the same time that I'm watching this, I also am finally, and I know I am super late to the game, finally picking up and binge watching Severance, which is phenomenal. (laughs) You know what I mean? And one of the things that we really struggled with with Flash TV talk, especially in the latter seasons, when you had this renaissance of television that was happening while you were also kind of like tied to a sub-tier show It was kind of one of those situations where we wanted to make sure that we never got tied to that again. And so TV talk is flexible. If Bad Batch uh, presents some episodes that are worth talking about, then perhaps that's when we need to kind of come and do a retrospective of sorts and and talk about uh, a batch of episodes and that sort of thing. Or, you know, if it's just kind of ends up being more filler stuff, character explorations, uh, then maybe the, I don't know, time and effort goes elsewhere. We do have the Flash that's coming our way very soon here. And so Bell will be returning right now. He is struggling with some COVID uh, and and trying to fight that off. So y'all be thinking about Bell. But sooner rather than later, he and I will be back together talking some Flash uh, for Flash TV Talk here on the TV Talk podcast. In the interim, yeah, maybe we talk about this. Maybe we talk about something else. Let me know what you think or what you want us to cover. Hey, by the way, I am going to be in New Orleans this coming weekend for Chewbacca's, which is a Mardi Gras parade, very geek themed. It's going to be a lot of fun. We will be marching as the crew of Loki. So, uh, yeah, if you're interested in kind of learning more about that, uh, I don't normally promote this out, but I do have an Instagram that is incognitbo, and that's spelled B-E-A-U, incognitbo. Uh, so if you'd like to follow me there, I'm sure I'll be posting some pictures from Chewbacca, which will be a lot of fun. Let me know your thoughts on what you want us to cover next. Uh, TVTalk.fm is the place to find the contact information and more. But until next time, I'll be back in a flash. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.